0: I'm Chris Motes, and this is Faith in Politics. On this podcast slash broadcast, we range from the soul to the state as we try to cultivate those virtues and principles that help us live well as faithful Catholics in this great land. Of course, we've got a podcast, we've got a broadcast, we've been broadcasting Real Presence Radio, 8 p.m. Central, Tuesday nights, uh, starting this summer, and we are in a political season right now. We've been trying to kind of alternate some of our topics for discussion between some of the nuts and bolts of of contemporary politics talking about vaccines talking about um some 1619 project what are we as catholics to think about some of these sorts of things and we also try and kind of scale it back a little bit and talk principles from time to time too. talk kind of bigger picture let's 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 scale it back and take the 30,000 foot view. Of course, I have had uh, Dr. John Schaff on the, the program several times talking about City of God. And um, I've, I've really enjoyed that format uh, myself. And today we're gonna, we're gonna kind of, uh, continuing with that theme, we're gonna take another step back. And I, I begin this podcast and uh, with, we're gonna you know, try and live well. Sometimes I end the podcast that way too. And our, our tech guy Bill cuts it out because I've gone over time. But the, the question before us today uh, is, what does it mean to live well? What's a good life? And uh, I am joined to talk about this question by the DCB. <laughs> um, Dr. Dr. Chris Bergwald,
1: welcome to the program. Thanks, Mr. Mullins. how are you doing? Yeah, doing well.
0: Um, it's funny, of course, because in the news this week, all over the news is the ACD. Acronym. <laughs> the acronym, the,
1: the passing of uh, RBG and the presumptive uh, as we're recording presumptive still nomination of acb and now it's dcb in the house yeah so dcb welcome to the
0: show you were you were on uh with me last winter we were talking about some um Christian anthropology
1: and g- gender ideology. You've really upped your game in terms of, you know, ranging from soul to state. I mean, you're, you're getting, you're becoming a broadcasting professional.
0: Yeah, I'll try not to,
1: to break my <laughs> arm, pat myself on the right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for you.
0: But, um, so I think a lot of our listeners, um, you know, do know who you are? You live here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, but maybe we've got listeners out west, sure. uh, Western South Dakota, or elsewhere in the RPR uh, listening network, or RPR
1: DCB on <laughs> RPR.
0: <laughs> maybe just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh,
1: I'm the director of adult discipleship and evangelization of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Been in the role since September one, two thousand two, so eighteen years, and as we're recording today, what twenty six days with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. More importantly, I've been married to. Maine since 1999. It's 731.99, so 21 plus years of marital bliss more or less. Uh, She and I have five kids. Um, The kids are all born and we moved to Sioux Falls in 2002 as I mentioned. All of our kids are born and raised here. They're uh, all East River, Eastern Sioux Falls, South Dakotians.
0: And uh, your dad, you've got the dad jokes down. This last week you had a birthday and you told me yep I'm in the prime of my life. And I didn't get it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you had your forty seventh birthday, which is a prime we number. Five. Iowa State That's a dad joke. is Iowa
1: State like a yeah. I transferred out of the engineering program? <laughs> 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 I, I had multiple, multiple quarters of calculus
0: at the University of Minnesota. I took out too, actually, yeah, but okay. uh, prime numbers are not at yeah. the forefront of
1: my mind. Yeah, 47, 47 as of the 23rd of September, so prime. Yeah, That's so
0: so you and I have been meeting every, just about every week for the last, I don't know, two years, and we read, we read together, we've read The City of God, which is, as I've mentioned, on the, on the show with uh, Dr. Schach. It's a tome. It's just like oh, a yeah. monster. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say I read it to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so you. City of God. Then what did we do? We did um, Rod Rehr's, The Benedict Option, Leo Labresco's, uh Building the Benedict Option. Now we're doing Patrick Deneen's uh, Why Liberalism Failed. So we kind of read these works together that are kind of fun. They're at the intersection of theology and yeah. politics or social yeah. life. Yeah, faith and in, in many ways, but sometimes we. You know, we just have a time of fraternal sharing too. And last was last year, I, the question was posed, you know, what's on what's your mind? What are you thinking about these days? And your answer was, the good life.
1: What a great thing to be thinking about. Amen. What is the good life? <laughs> um, there's a lot of ways that I think one could answer that question. You could try to define it, you could, you could characterize it. Um, I think for us, speaking speaking specifically um, with the director of the South Dakota Catholic Conference, I think it's appropriate to begin this way, the good life is a life lived in the midst of Trinitarian love. Uh, the good life is a life lived in the midst of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who is our God, one person, <laughs> that's heresy, three persons <laughs> in one nature. <laughs> Uh, we'll just leave that because it's good for Bill can take um, uh so, so in the community of love with God, but then as, as you and I have talked, something I know very much near and dear to your heart, that is, is, that is instantiated um, within the human community um, for most of us with family, spouse, children, but for all of us with, with close ties, friendships. What,
0: what got you thinking about this at the time?
1: I don't remember. No, every now and then, I'll, actually, I think I do remember now. I I think I do recall why specifically I I answered that way. Um, I think too often, we, as human beings, one of my favorite metaphors for the way that we can live life um, is like a pinball where we're just bounced. Think about a pinball and a pinball machine was it do? it's just it doesn't it goes where gravity and all the different bouncing levers tell it to go yeah. uh it has it it doesn't stay anywhere of its own accord it's just bounced from here to there so i think we can live our lives um bounce from one stimuli to another sure. um with with some more maybe self-direction than than uh, more, yeah, more self-direction than what you and I would um, – more self-direction than the pinball has, so I'll put it that way. But, yeah, we're, we're, we're like the pinball in that we're just bounced around from here to there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it kind of does. Um, so
0: but I guess one of the things that – a question that it prompted for me, uh, just as you were reflecting on this topic a year ago, is, is this question of, like, is beauty in the eye of the beholder? is the good life in the
1: eye of the whole. Right, great, so okay, So, so let me just continue. Yeah. So there's the pinball as opposed to what? Were I rooted? Where I'm rooted in something, or as Bishop Groot would say, uh, now Bishop here in the Diocese Falls, where I'm wa- riding, the, riding the wave of grace. Mm-hmm. So a different metaphor, not the rooted metaphor, but where I am, I, I'm being directed by something, um, and I'm moving within it. So it's 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 between um, the pinball and the the, the rooted. Um, so so I think either way, rooted or wave. The point is that I am. Um, living in an intentional way. You can't you can't ride a wave by accident. You have to choose to mm. do it. You can't live rooted by accident. You have to choose to do it. A pinball doesn't choose anything. It's bounced around. So this is I mean talking about a wave of grace, this
0: is a very uh this is a Christian uh idea. Is is the concept of the good life, I mean, it, it precedes Christianity. How does this, yeah, how so, does this comport with like so this the is classical where,
1: understanding? This is where I would go with, to, to answer the question you just posed that I put you off on just momentarily. Um, I, I definitely think, well, no, it's, I, I don't think, it's a matter of fact that as you just said, there's a classical tradition. So the ancient Greeks thought a lot about what is the good life Yeah. in a way that is applicable to every, each and every one of us. So, is is the beauty in the holder is, is the good life subjective? No, because as some would say in different ways, um, okay, some would put it this way, you and I have the same heart. What does that mean? Are they, are they conjoined twins? No. It <laughs> um, means we have the same nature. We're both human beings. So, just as... So as, as Chris, as you know, right now I'm in, uh, my, my wife and I are in the midst of re-shingling um, our, our backyard shed. Um, we use a hammer right? We're using a hammer to nail nails. A hammer doesn't use, work nearly as well for trying to, I, I, I've attempted this uh, yesterday, to trying to cut the wood or, or to puncture holes in the wood. It doesn't work as well as a drill wood or a saw wood for that purpose. It has a particular nature that is fulfilled when it does a particular thing. Human beings, why, why do we call you and I, why are we both human, human beings? Because we share the nature of humanity. And the nature of humanity is fulfilled in a specific way, just as the nature of a saw or a drill or a hammer is fulfilled in a specific way. So this idea that,
0: that human beings have an essence or all every, everything everything within creation has an essence. There's, yep. a, there's a farmer uh, who writes, Joel Salatin, he's in Virginia, yep. calls himself an Aristotelian pig farmer. Yep. He was, you got to respect the pigness of the pig. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the pig makes you, bacon, not yeah, beef. Yeah. So how do you... Um, so with this as sort of the classical background, what's the connection between, or the, the link between sort of this classical background in, in sort of the Greek understanding of, of, of seeking to understand and live in accord with our human nature? What's the connection between that
1: and the wave of grace? Because yeah, so I... I I think what the, what the Greeks, well they, they probably saw it today because they didn't have access to the biblical tradition. They didn't understand the cause. Um, the Greeks thought you could just do this on your own, that, that we could live lives of prudence, justice, temperance, fortitude, fortitude, the four classical, cardinal, human virtues. Lives of Prince Justice, temperance, fortitude on our own. And if you don't, it's just because I don't know, you're weak-willed or you're not disciplined enough or whatever it is. And and Christian, Judeo-Christianity, is well, Christianity in particular, reflecting on uh, Judeo-Christian tradition, was able to recognize, actually, no, the fact that I don't do that is because I'm broken. Mm. Like, my, my nature is flawed because of, of uh, of original sin because of the primi- primordial sin committed by Adam and Eve, rejecting God, um, that break in our relationship with God broke us as well. And therefore it's very difficult for me, very, very difficult for me to, and, and some, some of our theologians in our tradition would say, actually it's impossible for me to fully live the good life, the life of Prince Justice Prince Fortitude, apart from, the healing, purifying grace won by Jesus Christ on the cross. Mm-hmm. So, so we have the same heart, you said, we have the same nature or
0: essence, and we we know the church teaches us, and this is, I, I think, existed within antiquity, too, the, the thought that um, human beings are a, a body-soul composite, we, yep. I don't have a body, I am a body, yep. I don't have a soul, I am a soul, yep. I am both of these things. So, what percentage of the good life
1: is physical, and what percentage what? is spiritual? That's such an American question. Can you can you, can you quantify this for me? No, one hundred. It's one hundred each. Explain that. Um, so, because because I, it's not that I am so so. I'm not I'm not just. It's not just that I am a body. I'm am a soul. I am the body soul composite. They go together. I'm hundred percent of each. I'm hundred percent of each. So. Um, I'm the union. What I am is the union of a specific soul and a specific body. Two substances. Um, I'll go with that tentatively. Um, two substances, the material reality of my body, the spiritual reality of my soul. Uh, I am the composite, the union of both of those. So uh, now, having said that, to be fair to your question, I think there's a way in which we can talk about, we can distinguish them without dividing them, to talk about uh, no the good life the good life is 100% so it would be wrong for us to talk about the good life
0: merely in terms of this house or that you know material good yes but at the same time it would also be wrong to talk about it merely in terms
1: of I pray X
0: number of hours yes
1: yes and now this I think goes exactly to what the Catholic conference is all about to me the Catholic Catholic conferences across the country if other countries have them I don't know do other countries have? Capital? Yeah, they do. Okay. Um, sometimes the Polish bishops' conference makes the news because they, quick
0: aside, they they supported this. This was in the news a year or two ago. They they were really backing legislation in their country that would have um, it Sabbath laws. We don't want shopping right. in, on Sunday Blue laws. Yeah, right. So
1: anyhow. So okay. So um, the whole why do we have Catholic conferences? Because. Our faith is not just about our spiritual lives or Sunday mornings. Uh, here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, we have the um, the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity. and mm-hmm. kind of like the motto, I don't get the motto of the fraternity or of the annual conference they do, um, bring in Sunday into Monday or something to that effect. So, um, trying to show how, in their case, how our faith impacts work specifically in the context of 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 leaders in business and of course they would agree with we go beyond that our faith is not one component one box in my life it should pervade every component of my life so we wouldn't want. So our Catholic faith is not, not just about my the life of my spirit; it's the life of my being, and not just my being, but with all the relationships that 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 entails.
0: If you're just jumping uh, jumping onto the program, this is Chris Moats, host of Faith in Politics, joined by the DCB, Dr. Chris Bergwald. Uh, we're, we're talking about the good life, what it means to live well, and you know, you raised the the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity in in Sioux Falls as an example, which is. You know that word fraternity really jumps out at me. What what role does friendship
1: play in the good life? So um, we are created for communion with god but also with others even even and, and and this is most people might jump immediately to marriage but even for the single person mm. excuse me even for the desert hermit mm. or i mean the 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 woods hermit i know uh, i know hermits who live you know in minnesota and ohio and there, there's no desert not in those states um we all of us are created for communion with god but with our neighbor as well um recently a podcast that, that you and I both follow, uh, actually in the first episode, um, I remember sharing it with you with some excitement, made the distinction that um, when you think about um, father, that immediately implies child. When you think of child, that immediately implies parent. Like you can't, conceptually, you can't have a parent unless there's a child. Right. Conceptually, you can't have a child unless there's a parent, just the idea of them, right? Um, similarly, when we think of man, one must think of woman or vice versa so when i, I can't this is you, know, you mentioned the book that we're reading patrick Deneen he, he does a great job of his book on uh why liberalism liberalism failed and he's he's critiquing liberalism not in the sense that most listeners you probably think of oh you mean democrats we're not we're talking about frankly much of the american tradition right the culture that we live we're in. not talking about uh hillary clinton we're talking about uh, t- uh Hobbes and Locke, and right, 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 and, right. and yeah. w- one of the hallmarks of their understanding of the human person is that it's about the the, the individual. It's just that we're free of attachment, free of imposed uh, relationships with others and and the biblical tradition, would say Ana. Uh, Yeah. when when so back to your question with the importance of fraternity, we're made for this uh the human the human person person is created to be in relationship first and foremost with with our God but also with our neighbor
0: and this uh, I love how you kind of you work in this idea of freedom too, and this sort of false idea in our in our modern thought that it pervades everything, really, um, regardless of whether somebody would identify as, you know, li- liberal conservative. And I mean, it's it's kind of everywhere. This idea that sort of unfettered freedom, which is a shift in the idea of freedom. I want to maybe just in our ten minutes or so remaining, just pivot a little bit more into some explicitly like political stuff. Sure. I want to read a quotation here. It's Declaration of Independence. Everybody will recognize it. We hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. C- could we say life, liberty, and the pursuit of the
1: good life? Y- yeah, and you, uh, um, yeah, I would say so. Actually, yes. Yes, emphatically, yes. So happiness in its fullest sense. Um, is is that human flourishing that comes when we're living according to our nature? Again, the combination of the classical conception of the human being and the virtuous life, and the Judeo Christian conception. Um, now, some some have criticized actually the, the preamble of the Constitution uh, Declaration of Independence here: um, life, liberty, and happiness, not the pursuit of. Mm but we are prompt, not, not just the ability to pursue it but the but to actually have it okay that's a little bit of insight happiness in its fullness sense be is beatitude beatitude comes from living the good life
0: yeah i i heard somebody um say the other day they're kind of just reflecting on american politics and they made the point that like there's no german dream there's there's no moroccan dream or right. swedish dream right there's an american dream right is there a Catholic dream? Uh, um, you know, and yes. Does, and I'll tag on to the end. If the answer is yes, how does that how does that fit with
1: the American dream? So this gets kind of to the, the, the this whole, the American experiment. I mean, similar thing, there, is there a Moroccan experiment or a German experiment? Not, I mean, mm. um, our country is founded not on blood, you know, a a tribal, if you will, relationship, an ethnic relationship, it is more founded on on a set of principles, an idea, uh, if you will, I think that's why it's called the American experiment or um, the the American dream because there's something about where it's not about The things that normally identify a country as a country, our country is identified uh, differently as not a blood relationship or or merely boundaries, but an idea of what life is all about and how to structure that life to live together politically. I think that
0: sometimes maybe it's, we lose sight of it because we're like too close to it. But I think that is something that people in other parts of the world still really have in their mind. When they think about America, uh, my family's been, We've connected recently with uh, some fellow parishioners at our parish, uh, recent immigrants from the Congo, and they're just so happy to be here. Right. They and they're working their tails off. Right. But they're they're going after it. Right. They have this sort of conception of of, of the ideals within this experiment. What are you know? Are, it seems that there's kind of something in the water right now, as as there's unrest in various parts of our country. There's there's political, um, you know, just a lot of, uh, a lot going on in politics, and and we're beginning to have a discussion. It seems like on the ideals of our founding, in some ways, even the legitimacy of our founding, in some ways. So as we, you know, maybe think through that, we do have there is a prevalent idea of liberty and freedom in the world today that is actually. Um, not, not correct. Right. Sort of this radical individualism. What, what ground should we as Catholics stand on when we're thinking through, or maybe having conversations about the ideals of our country's
1: founding? What are, what, what's the goodness that's there? That's right. So that's where I'd say, um, I think we can distinguish, um, sort of the, the, um, the structural elements, of our country, or procedural elements of our country, constitutionalism, um, checks and balances, three different branches of government. I, th- I think we can look at those and say those those are are, are goods, mm. real goods um, that have borne great fruit. Uh, there's other ways to structure governments that 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 also can be good, but I think this 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 aspect of our the American experiment um, has borne good fruit. Um, but then within that sort of, it's, it's like the framing of a house, right? Yeah. I think the, the, the framing of our American house um, is, is a good frame. I don't, I don't see any structural issues. The issues come more with the sort of interior decorating mm. uh, that where the, the way that, or maybe maybe more of the carpeting, like the, the, what, the thing that pervades the entire house um, might need a little bit of work. Maybe we need to change the, the, the air uh, that we breathe in our house, maybe the furnace filter is a little off because the idea of freedom that we have that sort of dominates life in this house is is, is true, but it's incomplete.
0: One of the things that, that Chesterton said about the good life is that we, we went wrong when we forgot about the good life and replaced it with the goods. Yeah. Do you think there is a truth that
1: that we as Americans need to hear within this? Absolutely, I mean, we definitely, and for whatever the cause of this is, and whether it's peculiarly American, I'm not sure, we seem to do it quote unquote better or worse than others. We're we're pretty materialistic and especially consumeristic. Um, We, I, I think, well, as much as, if not more than other countries, in other cultures, we, we sort of fall into the trap of defining the good life by the goods we have.
0: Now hold on, are you a are you, is this a critique of the free market and capitalism? What are you saying? Uh,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no it's a critique unpack it a little more. It's a because good, I
0: think we can when we I, I think when, when when folks would want to critique a materialistic approach, sure, they can wrongly hear a critique of the free market right right so so maybe explain why those are it's actually not a critique of the free market i'm
1: I'm not i'm not making a critique of the free market i I could make a a, i know you're not a mild critique of capitalism, not as opposed to communism, but sure. you know, you mentioned Chesterton and distributism, but that's a separate conversation.
0: We've got about two and a half minutes. What I'm start. talking
1: about right now is the way that we live within the system of the free market. Do we dominate, is our horizon, is our understanding of the good life dominated by the, the accrual of increasing goods um, or is it dominated by the accrual of the, virtue, the virtues? the Matt. Well put. Thank you. know was only
0: like 20 seconds.
1: Okay, so I can be succinct when I need to be Afterwards, yeah, It's true.
0: Bravo. Um, you use this image of the framing of the house, it's really great. We actually need to pay a little more attention to our interior decorating, which right. called to mind for me this, this earlier kind of tongue and cheek question, uh, is beauty in the eye of the beholder? Right, no. Is, yeah, the, the, is, is the good life there. in the eye yeah. of the beholder? So in our two minutes remaining, what are some ways that um, us American Catholics can redecorate our homes or should be attentive to um, you know the, the things of our life that are actually fleshing out the structure in a
1: way that uh, is oriented towards the good life Jesus said I came that they might have life and have it to the full or abundance Jesus wants us to live the abundant life so I think first and foremost turn to it so my my go-to's with questions like this are prayer and study mm. so Ask the Lord, again, we're broken, so ask the Lord to bring clarity to our understanding. What what is the abundant life, the good life that you desire for us? Because you desire for all of us, so there must be some commonalities uh, uh, from person to person. Can I throw
0: something in? This was just in a homily yesterday at the the Daily Mass. Uh, The priest quoted C.S. Lewis in um, screw tape letters and said that uh, the devil— um, the, something about like the devil doesn't want to make us do bad things. He just wants to steal all of our time. Right. So we're not doing good things. We're right. not praying. Yeah. One of the things that's so present in American culture is we're just, we're dominated by so much media yep. and to pray, we actually have to make time for it. Yeah. So but the devil doesn't want us to. No, he doesn't. Yeah.
1: Okay. Turn the screen, put the screen down. Just Put 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 it down. Just right now, put it down. <laughs> if, if you're listening to my podcast, pause the podcast and go pray. Yeah. And come back. But then, yes, so, but then a uh, St. Paul wrote that, the, um, that uh, the renewal of our minds is how transformation comes about. Romans 12, 2. Uh, be transformed by the renewal of your mind.
0: And did, do I remember right that after he had his Road to Damascus moment, that he went, went down into oh,
1: Arabia? For three years. For three years, yeah. yeah. What yeah. was he doing when he was there? I, I think he was praying and studying. <laughs> I think he was reflecting on on his Jewish tradition, Jewish scripture, in light of the experience of Jesus of Nazareth that he'd had, who identified himself as the Messiah, What does this mean? He also then went up and visited with Cephas, that is son Peter, and the other apostles. Dr. Dr. Chris Bergwald,
0: thanks so much for joining us on Faith and Politics. You bet. Thank you, dear listener, for uh, tuning in. Until next time, live well.